Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, we are going to spend a couple of minutes in 1 Samuel chapter 30. If you have your Bible with you, you can turn to 1 Samuel and chapter 30 and just keep that chapter ready for reading some of the scriptures. So, but before we go into that, I would like to give a background of 1 Samuel chapter 30. So here is the background of 1 Samuel chapter 30, because if you jump into chapter 30, we may not really understand what's going on there. Saul, as you know, was seeking to kill King David. David was on the run for his life. Now he wants to somehow escape and save his life. But he was not sure how to do it. And he was very sure that he is going to perish by the hands of Saul. Listen to me. You don't need to look at the screen. Just listen to me as you speak. So, you know, he was listening. Sorry, he was, uh, Saul was trying to kill David. But David was trying to run away from Saul. And he took a, I'm not sure whether it was a wise decision, but he took a decision of fleeing to the land of the Philistines. And you all know who is Philistines, right? So he decided to run to the land of the Philistines. And David, along with the 600 men, that's what the Bible says in the couple of chapters prior to chapter 30, David, along with a couple of 600 men, he went to the land of the Philistines and he met a king by name, Akish. So Akish was the king of Gath. Gath is a Philistine country. So he went to Akish and he met and he shook hands with him. And obviously, you know, he was just wondering why David is here in this nation. And he welcomed David and he made him to stay, David to stay in the royal city of King Akish. Just want you to follow this. This is important for our sermon this morning. But you know what? David was not happy staying in the royal city. David said, Akish, why don't you just put me in the countryside? I may go there and dwell in the countryside. So Akish called David and he said, come on, take this. I give you Ziklag, a place known as Ziklag. And he said, go and dwell there. And Bible says more than one year, David was staying, dwelling in Ziklag. And during that time, you know, David was cannot keep quiet. He does two things. Either he takes his guitar and starts singing, or he takes his armor and go for the battle. He cannot sit quiet. Now, have you come across such people? They cannot sit quiet. Even if they sit, you know, their legs will be moving, their hands will be doing something. You know, such people cannot sit quiet. They want to do something always. And they want to do something always for God. You know, David was such a man. And he, even when he was staying in the Philistine country, in Ziklag, he went around and he, you know, he raided the neighboring countries of of the Jeshurites, of the Girsites, and of the Amalekites. So he raided their nation and he brought all the wealth and gave the wealth to Akish, the king of Gath. And now the Philistines, the Philistines, they wanted to war with the Israelites. Now you can imagine the heart of David. They want to come and war with the Israelites. And you know what? David agreed to help Akish. 
David said, come on, I will be with you. Even though I am from that nation, I'm not going to support them, but I will be with you. And you know what? Akish promoted him. And Akish gave him a designation known as chief guardian in the army. I don't know what it, is mean, it means, but that was a designation given to David. And he was just raised up. And Akish was really happy that David was going to help him to fight against the Israelites. Now the Philistines, they all encamped in a place called Aphek. And the Israelites in Jezreel, so they were just ready for the battle. Now some of the princes of the Philistines, they found David. How come David is here? David was the man who killed Goliath. And he, you know, he cannot do things for us. He was going to be against us. They came to Akish and said, we don't want the princess of Philistines. They said, we don't want David in our army. If you keep David in your army, we are not going to come for the battle. And Akish called David and said, David, you cannot be with us. Because our princes are so afraid that, you know, you may spy our land. <laughs> Excuse me. Because you are not really from us. And David was very sad because you know, he wanted to help Akish and he wanted to fight against Israelites. But now David had to go back. So David returned back to Ziklag. And when he went to Ziklag, the next day morning, they reached, I guess it's three days journey, they reached Ziklag. And on the third day when they reached, this is what they found in Ziklag. Let's read now for Samuel chapter 30 verse 1. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag, attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire. When David turned back to his nation, his place of dwelling in, in, among the Philistines, he found the Amalekites came and they invaded the whole city. Most two and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great. They did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives, their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam and Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken as captive. David's two wives were taken as captive by the Amalekites. Verse 6, now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. A couple of people, they were left out there in Ziglag. And they decided to kill David because David was not there. The time, you know, when Amalekites came over that city, they decided to kill David because the soul was six, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You know, this morning I would like to bring that picture in front of you. When the whole country is invaded and the city is, you know, completely destroyed, men and women and children were taken as captive by the Amalekites. A couple of men were left over there and they wanted to kill David. 
And David was in that situation. You know, the whole day they were just crying until they lost their whole strength. They were crying at the feet of God. Want you to, you know, put yourself in that place of David where David was on that day. David was disarmed from the battle. And Akish told, you need to go back. You need to go back. But David did not go to the Israelites camp. He could have gone to the, you know, the, enemy, the Israelites camp. He did not go there. But he came back to Ziglag, the place Akish gave him. And what a scene David was seeing that day. Everything was completely destroyed. A scene of total discouragement. You know, this morning I would like to title my sermon as Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. Strengthen Yourself in the Lord. You know, this morning we don't know what we are going through in our lives, but God is telling us this morning that time has come that we need to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. If you can read with me verse 6 again, verse 6 says, Now David was greatly distressed, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. His God. Can you repeat this scripture after me? It's a part of the scripture that's what you see in the screen. Now David was greatly distressed, but David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You know, David was sitting there in the state of distress because Bible says David was greatly distressed. And he was not there for a long time. The same scripture says David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. You know, this morning I want you to listen to this. You know, sometimes we are distressed. Sometimes we are very low. We don't have faith at all. We lost all our faith. We thought that things will materialize in our lives, but we don't see that happening anymore. We just lost all the faith that we had. We are in the state of distress. But how long we are there? How long we are there? How long we are staying in that position? David was not there, sitting there in that position for a long time. And this morning, God wants us to learn this from the life of David. David quickly recovered. He gained strength in the Lord his God. You know, David could have thought everything is lost. That's true. Everything was lost. What can I do, Lord? But David strengthened himself in the Lord. If you further read this chapter, we are not reading that. Bible says, eventually... You know, he inquired the Lord, Lord, what is happening to me? And Bible says, you know, he took commissions from the Lord. Do this, do this, instructions from the Lord. And he pursued the enemy, the Amalekites. And Bible says, if you read that, he gained intelligence from an Egyptian who was found in the camp. And that Egyptian came and told, come on, David, I will show you where are the Amalekites now. I will take you there. And the Egyptian took David and his men to the place where the Amalekites were. They, they were you know, captive, keeping all the men and women as captive there. And plundered goods were kept there. And David conquered them. And he brought everything back. Nothing was lost in his life. Everything came back. You know, this morning I want you to listen to this. What was the reason? How was it possible? Because David was not sitting in his distress. He strengthened, he has, he strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. What made him to gain victory? He knew how to, how to be strengthened in the Lord. How to be strengthened in the Lord. You know, I was just thinking about what do we do if we're in that place of David? 
Some of us are in that place. You know, some of us are worrying about our continuing stay in Canada. We don't know any moment we may have to go out of this nation. Some of us are worried about our future. Some of us are worried about children, our children. If we are there in that position, what do we do? First thing we do, probably if I'm there, I would get frustrated. Lord, what is happening? I get discouraged. And I become angry. And then I, I will look for, you know, on whom I can blame. Right? That, those are the couple of things probably we may be doing if we are in that position. We want to point fingers because of that. Because you said so. And I came to this nation. But now see, look at nothing is happening in my life. It's all because of you. We may be pointing out fingers and blaming somebody. Sometimes we do that, right? We call our husband. And the husband will ask when your papers will be all right. So you say, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. I told you many times that I will stay here. I have a good job. We have a good house. I know some of you are laughing. I know the reason. We say all this. Because you said to come go to this nation and I will follow you. Now let's look at the one, first year, second year, third year. I'm in the third year now. Nothing has happened in my life. You know, we were just ready to blame. But David, Bible says, he strengthened himself in the Lord. You know, this morning there are three facts that I would like to highlight here. Number one. David was greatly distressed. There is no doubt about it. David was greatly distressed. Not with one issue, with many issues. Have you experienced that in your life? Have you experienced that in your life? You know, when some, something goes wrong, it's, it doesn't stop there. There will be multiple things following. One after other. One after other. And we see everything is going wrong. There are many things, you know, there are many things piled up in front of David here right now. And there is a reason why he was distressed. Number one, Saul was killing, trying to, you know, kill David. David was flying for his life. And think about David, he was being away from his nation for close to a year and a half from the nation of his enemies. He's in that nation now. And even rejected by the fellow Philistines. They did not allow him to go in war with him. They rejected him. And David lost his two wives. You know, even they were alive, but they were taken as captives. They were not with him. And people are about to stone him to death now. People are angry at him. They are about to kill him now. He escaped Saul. Now he is about to be killed by the people they are standing next to him. And he has challenged in front of him because Akish believed David and gave that place Ziklag. Now the place is brought to low, to the, to the ground. And David has a responsibility of bringing back the people and restoring the nation. I listed a couple of, couple of challenges that he has in front of him. There is no reason why he was not distressed. He was totally distressed. He was completely given up, but not for a very long time. You know, when life's challenges strikes us, when unexpected things happen in our lives, when we have worry concerning the future, you know, at times we lose our health, at times we lose our hope, at times we are into the bottom of the financial, you know, difficulties in our lives. There are times life makes us upset with what is happening around us. 
David was in the middle of it. Second Samuel chapter 22 verse 7, he says, Second Samuel chapter 22 verse 7, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry entered his ears. You know, David was crying out in his distress. He was, you know, crying to God. Literally, he was crying to God. You know, the challenge that right now David is facing, it was not really new to David. He had faced many situations in the past too in his life. Because David says in Psalm 118, he says, look at this, listen to this. All nations surrounded me. They surrounded me like bees. Have you been in any time trying to you know, get some honey out of the you know, beehives? Have you been there? Yes, some of you. So the, what, what will the bees do? They will just sit and watch you doing it? No. They are just all over. So David is saying, you know, my enemies have surrounded me like bees. They are everywhere. Any direction I turn, I see, I see, I see. You know, sometimes we go through that in our lives. Another time David says in 1 Samuel 26, 20. So now listen to this. So now, do not let my blood fall to the earth before the face of the Lord. He's praying to God. For the king of Israel, we know who he is, has come out to seek a flea. Do you know flea? Have you seen flea? How many of you have seen flea? Yes? Yes? Nobody? Probably, you know, you may not know the English term. So flea is a small insect that jumps, right? When you try to catch that, it jumps. It resides uh, mostly on the animals, on the pet animals too. So that's flea. You know, Saul is trying to kill him like a flea. He was just trying to escape one after the other. And Saul was, you know, behind him. And the Bible says, as when one hunts a partridge in the mountains. Partridge is a small, small bird with a short tail. It walks in the mountains. And the hunters are behind those birds always, most of the time. And David was saying, I'm like that. Any moment death can come in my life, I'm just like that. In the middle of great distress. You know what? David knew how to gain strength from his God. I mean, that's the only point that I want to stress this morning. We need to know how to gain strength from our God. David reigned over Israel and Judah for 40 years. Where did he get that strength from? He was about to die. He was in deep distress. And you know what? David was the highly accomplished musician ever. And a poet. David's throne is equivalent to the throne of God in heaven. Scripture compares that. <coughs> and Jesus is known as the son of David. What else we need? A man who knew how to gain strength from God in the midst of distress. That was a secret. That was a secret. You know, today many men and women of God, they do not know the secret. You know, they think that Christian life is, you know, just a superficial life. It's always joy. It's always gathering together and singing songs and merrymaking. But it is not. It is tough. Life is tough. You know, life at times throws the challenges on our lives. And you know what? Some reason God allows that in our lives. So that we may grow in God. We may know how to read the Bible. We may know how to read, interpret. We may you know, know how to wait upon the Lord to listen from Him. 
Life is not that easy. It is challenges. It's filled with challenges. So number one, David was greatly distressed. Number two, no one was around him to help him. No one was around him to help David. I just want you to think about the times that when you were all alone. You know, times of joy, we have people around us. But when time comes, when the difficult times, there is no one. You are left alone. You need to handle this, you know, all the stress just all alone in your family. I want to think about your family right now. How much stress you are handling as an individual. You know, sometimes we don't get the, the cooperation from our partner the way we expect. And we end up in handling all the stress just all alone. Look at the students nowadays, you know, how much of stress they have. You know, because they spend so much of money and they come to this nation for studies and they are, you know, stressed in their study situation. In the family life, we are stressed. And at times we find that there, are, there is nobody around us. No one around us. David was sought to be killed. You know, David was rejected by people and he was about to be stoned to death. And, you know, there are a group of people looking for David, looking at David so that David may rebuild the city. He may go and bring their people, their wives and children. But David was left all alone. I could imagine David just kneeling down there and crying out to God and he did not have any strength in him. And there are a couple of men surrounding David. They are just clueless what David is trying to do. You know, that was the condition of David at this moment. He was just left all alone. There was nobody that David could depend on this earth. Everyone left. Everyone left. This morning, I just want to talk about a little bit about loneliness. Loneliness was the first thing that God's eyes saw and said, it's not good. It's not good. Loneliness was the first thing that God saw and said, it is not good. It is not good. Now, I, I know that you know, God speaks to you this morning. Just listen to this. You know, there's a huge difference between being alone and being lonely. You know, it is possible to be alone, but not feeling lonely at all. You can be alone. You can manage your things very well. You don't feel lonely at all. It is also possible to be in the crowd and feel lonely. You can be in the midst of people, but still you feel lonely. You know, this is what Dr. Billy Graham says. Just listen to this. Interesting. Dr. Billy Graham says, loneliness has never been a respecter of persons. The world's greatest artists, writers, composers, kings and queens, carpenters and plumbers have experienced loneliness. You know, this morning, if I asked you to raise your hands, how many of you are feeling lonely? Don't raise. But I, I, know, I, I know for sure some of you will raise your hands. You are in your family. You are with your spouse. You are with your children. But feel lonely. You feel lonely. Just want to take a little bit you know, further this morning. Most of us at some point of in our life that we experience loneliness. You know, if I ask you, some of you, you'll say, I know all about loneliness because I lived through it. There are some point of time in my life. 
I was just feeling all alone. I lived through it. I know what you're talking about. And sooner or later, this loneliness is going to knock every one of our doors. David was all alone in his life. Mother Teresa, she said once, this is what she says, we have drugs for people with diseases like leprosy. But these drugs do not treat the main problem, the disease of being unwanted. That's what my sisters hope to provide. The sick and poor suffer even more from reject rejection than material want. Loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. Loneliness and the feeling of rejection unwanted is the most terrible feeling than poverty. David was going through it at that moment. You know, today loneliness has already made severe damage in the society. People are alone, alone. They, they feel loneliness, they go through loneliness. And even loneliness takes them to the extent of committing or ending their lives. You know, loneliness is a terrible enemy. This morning I want you to be aware of it. Just do not ignore it. You may not have it when one now, but some point of time it's going to knock at the door. David says in Psalm 25 verse 16, Psalm 25 verse 16, he says, Turn to me, turn yourself to me. And have mercy on me. He's crying out to God. Lord, turn yourself to me. And have mercy on me. For I am, for I am desolate. And I am afflicted. You know what desolate means? Turn all the 360 degree. And see whether you find somebody. No, you don't find anybody there. There were people. When everything was going alright. There were people to cheer you up. Encourage you. But when things are falling apart in your life. We don't see anybody around us. They walk away. David experienced the Psalm 102, 6 and 7. David says, I'm like a pelican of the wilderness. I'm like an owl of the desert. Lie awake and am like a sparrow alone on the housetop. At the evening hours when you go for a walk, it's a little sparrow sitting on the house, top of the house and crying. Probably that sparrow lost its way home. For some reason that sparrow is sitting just all alone and crying for help. And David was saying, I'm just like that sparrow, just all alone. Think about Elijah. Elijah was running for his life and he felt all alone in his life. What about Job? Job felt all alone. Job 7.16 Bible says, I despise my life. I would not live forever. Let me alone. My days have no meaning. He just felt all alone. You know, this morning I believe, you know, God speaks to us. God is speaking to us. You know, sometimes we go through that loneliness in our lives. David thought that everything is done. People around him thought that everything is done. That David is not going to raise. But Bible says, finally, David strengthened himself in the Lord. Can you repeat this after me? David strengthened himself in the Lord. Can you do that again? David strengthened himself in the Lord. You know, personally I feel it is very important to each one of us to know how you can strengthen yourself in the Lord because the days are approaching. 
because the days are approaching. You know, Bible, listen to this. This is very important. You know, some of us have a wrong understanding, you know, in, in this particular area in our walk with the Lord. Bible doesn't say David prayed God to strengthen him. Does it say? No. David strengthened himself in the Lord is God. Bible doesn't say David prayed to God. God strengthen me. God strengthen me. God strengthen me. It's not a prayer thing. It is a thing that we need to act upon. You know, listen to this this morning. I'm not sure whether you're getting this. It's not a prayer thing. It is a thing that we need to act upon. David did not pray to God. Lord, strengthen me, strengthen me. You know, at times we do this. When we go in our troublesome moment, when we go in our difficult moment, you know, we just look for God to provide help supernaturally. But God says, come on, you get up and you start walking. Amen. You know, that's what God expects in our lives. It's not a prayer thing. It is a thing that we need to act upon. Bible doesn't say, listen to this, Bible doesn't say, God strengthened David. Do you see angels coming down and strengthening David? Come on, David, get up and you can go and fight with the Amalekites. No. Do you see that there? Yes or no? No? We don't see that there. Bible says David strengthened himself in the Lord. It's not a God thing again. Man has to act. Man has to act. You know, this morning it is important to know how we can strengthen ourselves in the Lord. David did not give up. He did not take the towel and throw the towel and say, it's all done. You know, many times we do that, right? How many of you have that experience? Yes, Debbie, thank you for your honesty. How many times do you do that? You just throw whatever you have in your hand and throw that. I'm done with this. I'm not going to do it anymore. It's all enough. It's all enough. And you're angry for some time. Yes? I thank God for the saints. Right? We all go through it. Some of you remembering that moment. Or for your spouse will remember it for you. Your spouse is remembering for you that moment you said, I'm done with you. Or I'm done with everything. I'm just packing everything. I'm on my way out. I'm not talking about you. Somebody. He was not thinking about quitting. David was thinking about starting. <laughs> Think about the situation. Nothing was in front of him. No hope at all. He was not thinking about quitting. He was thinking about starting. The way he started, he gained strength in his God. He gained strength in the Lord. Have you ever killed a snake? Yes? So if you don't kill a snake fully, and I have killed many snakes, so if you don't kill a snake fully, and if you leave it there, after some time, they say it brings air, it takes air in it, it takes air, and it becomes alive. You think it's died, but it's not. It's very active, it's more powerful now. It's more powerful. David was like that. He thought everything is gone for a moment, but now, he was not quitting. You know, sometimes we misunderstand people thinking that they are about to quit. But no, they are gaining strength in the Lord. 
Can I hear an amen this morning? Amen? They think that, you know, we are done with everything, but they do not know that we are waiting at the presence of God to gain strength. Bible says those who wait in him, those who wait upon him, they will gain strength. They will gain strength. And this morning, that's what God, you know, David was doing. He was strengthening himself in the Lord. You know, I'm not talking about positive thinking. You know, sometimes we misunderstand this. Sometimes we think that, okay, everything will be okay, 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 okay. Let me move on. No, not that. Not that positive thinking. Not that positive energy. Not that kind of self-motivation. Not even that. It was realizing who his God is. You know, this morning, that's what God wants us to know. You know, there are times in our lives we are totally distressed, but God wants us to gain strength in our God. God wants us to know who our God is. You know, there is a point of time in our lives. Our strength totally, our strength is lost in many areas. And as I said, we become strengthless when we think about our future in this nation. We think about strengthless when you think about our job situation. We become strengthless when when we look at our medical report at times. We become strengthless, strengthless at times, you know, when we think about our financial situation. No one to love, no one to care for us. I need to take all the stress on me. I need to handle everything by myself. We feel at times weak. We feel fragile. We, think, we feel totally broken and shattered in many areas of our lives. But this morning God is telling you, you need to gain strength in the Lord. David was in the similar situation. He did not lose his strength. But instead he gained his strength in the Lord. Finally, You know, this is very, very important this morning. We need to know how to gain the strength by ourselves in the Lord. You know, this is very, very important because this talks about our spiritual longevity. This talks about our spiritual longevity that we need to have, all of us need to have in our lives. You know, what I mean by saying that it is, you know, there are times in our lives we are on fire for God. And then we are totally cold. Can you say that? Fire, cold. Fire, cold. There are times we are on fire for God. Come on, I want to do this. I want to do this. Shall we bring that change? Shall we just go and meet somebody? You know, we are, we are, we are on fire for God. Then next three months, we don't see that person. I'm talking about spiritual longevity. There are times we are very active. And there are times we are very silent. We run for God for months. And we, then we live a life as if we don't have anything to do with God. Talking about spiritual longevity. You know, our destiny cannot be attained in few years. We need to run this life, this run, until we have breath in our nostrils. Listen to this. Most of the time, it is not about how we start. It is about how we end. It is about how we end our lives. We need to end strong. We need to end strong. You know, when I was in my teenage time, I wanted to do great things for God, and I was just jumping up and down, spiritually so excited. My dad used to call me, and he used to give me this advice. He used to tell me spiritual life is not just a one-day affair. It is a lifelong affair. 
Now you may be jumping up and down today, but remember that you need to keep this momentum until the end of your life. You know, that's why, that's the reason sometimes, you know, we get excited about so many things. But the moment when you get excited, we need to think. You know, we need to carry this life until the end of our lives. And we need to finish our lives strong. That is very important. That's what is spiritual longevity. And for that to happen in your life, we need to know how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Spiritual longevity is an ability to remain uplifted. To remain uplifted even in times of difficulty. Even in moments of difficulty, your spirit has to remind up. It's not easy. But it is a step that you need to take. And God will strengthen you as we take this. You know, finally we are about to close by reading two scriptures from what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. This is very interesting. Paul says in 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 4 verses 8 and 10. This is what Paul says. We are hard pressed on every side. We are hard pressed on every side. It not crushed. We are perplexed, but not, dis, not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You know, Paul says, we are pressed in every direction. We are pressed in every direction. But we are not crushed. We are not crushed. In another scripture, Paul says, you know, this is an interesting story. I'm going to tell a story now, just before I close. Paul was ministering in Lystra. Yesterday we talked about it. Paul was ministering in Lystra. There was a born cripple, a man who was born cripple. And he came there, and Paul and Barnabas, they were ministering to this man. And suddenly he jumped, a born cripple, he jumped, and he started walking and leaping and praising God. And the people in Lystra, they saw this, and they brought garlands. And they brought animals to sacrifice, thinking that Paul and Barnabas, they are Zeus and hermits. They are, you know, they are, they are gods. And that's what, you know, people in Lystra, they thought. They brought everything. And listen to this. What happened in the very few scriptures after this. Reading from Acts chapter 14, verses 19 and 20. Then the Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there. And having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Listen to this, this is a very key scripture. And they thought he is dead. You know, a few scriptures before, they were praising him as God and brought garlands and animals for sacrifice. Now, a few scriptures down the line, they threw stones at him and brought and dragged Paul out of the city and left him in the, in the, out of the city. Verse 20, however... They thought Paul is dead. When the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. You know, we just read the scripture quickly and, you know, move. But if I read that very carefully, Paul was thrown outside the city and they beat him up. They threw stones at him until he died. Almost he died. They thought he is dead. And they thought they left. And Bible says, Paul rose up and went into the city. Paul gained strength in his Lord. Paul gained strength in his God. You know, this is what a spiritual longevity that all of us gave. And James says in James 1 to my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Can you read the scripture, my brethren? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. How is it possible? When you know how to gain strength. 
how to be strengthened in the Lord. You know, this morning I believe God has spoken to us. David was in his great distress, moment of distress. David was just all alone in his life. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. And this morning, that's what God wants us to know. Shall we all stand for a time of prayer this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.